Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Far Out. I'm Sydney. And I'm Megan. And today we are going to talk to you about destination happiness. But first, Megan, tell me something good. Something good for me. Well, today was a simple day. I had a really great walk today. Um, It actually started raining on my walk, but it was... It was kind of a mood. So I therapeutic. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. So my walk, really simple, something good, really good grounding session for me. What about you? Yeah. You know, I'll always support a good walk. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You're Um, on a walk every day. (laughs) I go on two walks a day. I love it. I cannot stop. Um, literally like the cheapest form of therapy. I thought about that today. I was like, if anybody can't afford therapy, which like I know is a real problem, just like go on a walk and yeah. obviously it's not going to fix all your problems but it'll help a little well bit, like hopefully you're one of the people I know a lot of people who go on walks but you walk like all the time um mm-hmm. and you've kind of like inspired me to want to start walking more because it's so calming it's it I don't know it's really amazing go take a walk no yeah it's this <laughs> get outside take a walk actually better yet pause the or pause this podcast go outside and listen to us while you're walking yeah it's a perfect opportunity exactly all right Sydney tell me something good honestly I don't know that I have something good for you this week (laughs) um yeah um things have just been like heavy it's we're nearing into that seasonal depression time which I know that you know a lot about I just like am trying to be I guess I do have like a little something good because there's always something to be grateful for and I don't want to seem super negative um but it's just I just like feel something coming you know like you can mm-hmm. just like feel that things are like about to get like worse for like mentally yeah and I just know that that's coming and I have been finding myself like doing things that I know will help when that does happen so like to fight my seasonal depression in my office at home I got like little light catchers that I could hang up yeah and they like throw rainbows everywhere and I don't like who can be sad when you're looking at a rainbow I know exactly what you're talking about I've seen pictures of them it's like unicorn vibes like it's really pretty okay I'm not gonna lie I hate unicorns so I will not okay I will not not unicorn vibes just like really happy honestly it reminds me a ton of Hawaii just like there's rainbows there constantly every single day and so that's like just a nice little like reminder to get out of my head and like enjoy the tiny things um and then also I completely like deep cleaned my room and my space at my parents place if for those of you that don't know I literally have like a whole apartment down here I have like a living room an office um a bedroom a kitchen, a laundry, like it's like an entire apartment. No, literally. It's awesome. Um, it's bigger than I, yeah, it's bigger than if I could afford an apartment right now for myself. It is, it's nice. I like it. Um, Very blessed to be still living here. But yeah. well, going back to the seasonal depression thing, um, mm-hmm. I've also struggled with that. I mean, you know that, but our listeners don't. And so it's super weird because I'm in a new place. I'm in Texas, which winters aren't really not really a thing Wintery. you know <laughs> yeah like it's like it's 60s and stuff from what I've been told um and so I'm really curious because this is going to be my first winter season air quotes um not in a winter place so I'm going I'm like really paying attention to how my mental is gonna go I mean yeah I, al- I also updated yeah definitely I also think like 
the months, the time when you know that you have seasonal depression, the months prior are honestly kind of stressful in a really weird way because you know it's coming, like you said, and you're going to try to prepare yourself for it, but there's really no way to mentally prepare yourself for a mental like down climb. Yeah, no, for <laughs> sure. And it's almost like ruining the moment that you're in because yeah. like right now is fine. But like, like you're ruining the moment that you're in because later, you know, it's going to be bad, which yeah. is like shitty. It's a shitty thing to do, like to take yourself out of the present like that. But sometimes I think it's good to like prepare. And yeah. what I was saying about like the space that I live in, I like cleaned out everything. I cleaned out my pantry. I cleaned out my fridge. Like I cleaned out, I got rid of like half of my closet because I didn't like, I don't need any of these clothes. Like I got rid of things that I knew like laundry is really hard for me when I'm going through seasonal depression and also like um I love cooking so cooking is not like a hard thing for me to do when I'm going through seasonal depression but like being inspired to cook new things like I don't know about you but whenever I'm like going through it I like have depression meals and it's like the same shit for like weeks <laughs> oh my gosh no dude I know exactly what you're talking about you like wake up and you're like I already know what I'm eating for lunch like yeah. I have all this stuff I'm not going out of my way to create something mm-hmm. different <laughs> yeah. yeah and then like there's also those meals where like the last thing that I can be bothered to do is get up and go to the store so uh let me just put the weirdest combination of things together <laughs> in my pantry and make yeah. sure that that is appetizing and then yeah. go with that no but exactly yeah not but to just like, like totally talk about like a seasonal <laughs> depression like, well no but... I think it needs to be talked about because I think there was a point where I didn't even know that was a thing and I didn't I either. remember like going back to school especially when I was at K-State I remember like going back there and everybody was like so stoked to be with their friends and just like be back at college Mm -hmm. and it was never like that for me I was really happy to be like back at my apartment and it wasn't like I was sad to leave home it was like like what is going on with myself right now that like I can't enjoy being in college right now and it was seasonal depression but I didn't know because nobody talked about mental health when we were in college yeah I my mom was actually the one that told me about it because I I mean winter had always like even when I was like in middle school it would always just bog me down um and Mm -hmm. my mom found out about it and she told me about it and after that so much of it made sense and I noticed in the winter how how different things are and it's it's a I think it validates how you feel knowing that it's not just some random sadness you know it's it's normal Mm -hmm. like there's not as much vitamin d we can't go outside like as humans that's what we need and Mm -hmm. I don't really see seasonal um, depression as like a defective thing I think it's just it's just a part like we're just as much a part of nature as the trees and stuff and so it's it's only natural you know to go through something like that so we just yeah. like flow with the seasons exactly. yeah like thinking about that though honestly when I was in high school I remember coming home from school and going like straight for a nap in um like the back room of my house and it was like completely dark when I woke up and it would just like like I don't know a better term to use it which literally just depressed me I'd be like it's dark outside I took a nap right after I got home from school like what do I have to look forward to I am yeah. literally about to like what eat dinner and then go back to sleep like well, it's also Do like, homework when it's dark. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. I'm telling you the light messes me up. Like, even though it's just like, what, we're not even like a full week into fall. Like the sun is setting so much earlier. Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. No, and yeah, I'm, for sure. 
And like, I had been wanting to go on a couple walks like the past couple nights, but I was like in like the evening, but I was like, holy shit. Like by the time I come back, it's going to be dark. Like, I don't want to be out at night. Like, My mom ordered us um, these like, they look kind of low key, like the crossing guard vests. They have like lights on them so that you can wear them out while you're walking and like people don't hit you with their cars because yeah. um, where I live, it's like, I don't, I don't live in the country. I do live in Kansas, but I don't live in the country. And um there's just like roads that aren't as traffic like aren't as heavily yeah. trafficked but like my luck there'd be like that one off where I randomly get hit by some dude in a lifted truck <laughs> let's, let's not speak that into existence okay you're right it's <laughs> the wrong joking. thing to be manifesting <laughs> joke is a joke <laughs> shall we quit rambling and get into our topic we shall begin yes Okay, so yeah, we wanted to talk about destination happiness. Meg and I have talked about this before, like just between the two of us. But I think it's such a real thing that like any and everybody can relate to. And I know that like when we say destination, we think of like we're going places to make you happy. But honestly, Megan, for me, my whole entire life, I've like bought things. And I've been like, if I buy this or if I wear this, Or if I, you know, like achieve this, then I'll be happy. Yeah. And it's, I think there's so many different facets to it because I mean, I didn't even know that destination happiness was a thing until I read about it, but Mm -hmm. it made sense because I mean, a lot of my close friends know that I've been wanting to move out to California since I was like 10 years old. I've been convinced that everything for my life is in California, the people, the lifestyle, everything. And now that I'm older, And after I learned about that term, I've realized, okay, I spent my whole life thinking California had the answers for me. That's absolutely not the case. Um, Do I still want to move out there? Yes, I do. It's not in the, you know, financial situation to do that. Um, But it opened, like it, you have a huge realization and you start to understand, okay, yeah, I do put a lot of what I think my happiness will be in this specific thing. And I just think that's super um, good to be aware of. And so we just basically want to kind of dive into what it is for us at least. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cindy, what are some of the things for you that you find, you know, destination happiness or destination things with, you know, or no happiness? Definitely. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Um, definitely like shopping. I've had like a shopping problem. It was honestly so bad when I was in high school, like so, so, so bad. Uh, I would use every single paycheck I've worked since I was a like some summer my freshman year no summer my like 14 sophomore or junior year yeah, yeah just like the normal time and I nannied which I mean like I know isn't an actual job but it's hard children are hard no nannying um, is full time like that's effort a lot of effort yeah um, and I loved it I did like worked for the same family for a really long time and it was super fun but I would like spend 90% of my paycheck like as soon as I got it because I was like if I have this, then I'll be happy. Mm -hmm. And I still find myself fighting that mindset daily, like on the day-to-day basis. And I think I read something recently. I may have been a lyric to a song, if I'm being totally honest with you. (laughs) I've been trying to think of it the whole time we've been recording and it's just like not coming to my mind. But something that's really helped me with it is the fact that nothing about us changes when our location does Mm -hmm. um 
and your mental problems are always going to be your mental problems regardless of where you go um your family shit is still going to be your family shit regardless of where you go um you know your dating life if, if that's like what's not going well just because you change the location and like the guys change doesn't mean that like the whole thing is going to be fixed yeah and that's a perfect point to make because I mean I grew up in Kansas City now I live in Texas I spent pretty much I'm not even kidding like my whole life shitting on Kansas like I was like screw this place like it's so boring country whatever yeah um and then I moved out of Kansas two months ago and I had a huge realization and it was totally the whole destination happiness thing. I kept thinking like Kansas City just doesn't have what I need. Like I just need to get out of here. Well, my environment changed and I didn't change. So then nothing around me is going to change, you know? Mm-hmm. So it um, was a huge realization for me just in the fact that I put way too much um expectation in where I'm placed and how much happiness it can bring me based off of what's there and um I don't know I think when you tie your identity to something it makes it a lot harder to find happiness because you're so engrossed with making sure that it ties with your identity um Mm -hmm. and that can be a place people you know an aesthetic etc um and so I think it's just kind of a matter of realizing when you're attaching something too much to your identity for sure. Yeah. And I think like, honestly, I know that we've already talked about mental health a lot in the intro to this, but I think all of it has to do with mental health because if there wasn't something that wasn't like clicking in the right spot in your head, there wouldn't be a reason that you would be fighting for this destination happiness. Like you wouldn't think, be thinking about those other places and whether that thing just be, you know, like something like an empty feeling. It doesn't have to be like depression or anxiety like Meg and I have spoken about. Um, But I definitely think that it it has a lot to do with once you realize the, I don't know, because I I don't want to say that once you realize the problem is yourself, because you're not a problem, like it's not an issue. But I feel like once I realize that my mental health doesn't always have to be good, like things have been so much easier for me because it's like, we weren't meant to be happy 24 seven. Yeah. We weren't meant to be, but nowadays we see this like perfectly curated feed constantly in front of us of like people being happy. And we're like, holy shit, I need to feel like that. And it's like simply not the case. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, I also think that um, when you tell yourself, like, if I get this or if I go there, if I get that, that's just reiterating um, the idea that you're deficient in something that you mm-hmm. need something that what is in front of you isn't good enough right now. And that like segues into being present. And, mm-hmm. um, and I think people talk about being present a lot now, but I know it's not a thing that is actively practiced with a lot of oh, people. Yeah. And like, even I, I mean, I've been, I've gotten a lot better at learning how to be present, Um, but I still struggle with it. I think that's something that we'll struggle with our whole entire lives. You know, that's just, I agree with you experience, but, um, yeah. So like, what's, I mean, what's your take on that? Like with being present, do you agree with that? Yeah. I think it's a big buzzword right now. I think that it's like really used to like draw attention and be like, Oh, like, look at me. This is how you be present. Like, it's like, it's like just like a health fad. Um, like a trend. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, it's good in theory 
Um, but also I think it can add a lot of pressure to people that are going through stuff because I think that, you know, if I was in the depths of my, um, seasonal depression and then all of a sudden somebody was like, but you need to like focus on being present. I'd be like, fuck you. Yeah. Like my head is a horrible place to be right now. Why the fuck would I want to be present? No, you're totally right. I know exactly what you're talking about because when I'm feeling down in the dumps, like the last thing that I'm thinking about is being present um it's more so like just trying to get through my day so I definitely agree with you on that I never thought of it like that and I do think the word's more of like a trend but I do think there is a good concept behind it for sure yeah most definitely yeah I just had like a pretty like decent thought I I sat up straight I don't know if you could see when I had it (laughs) (laughs) but I feel like a lot of the time when destination happiness is a thing in our mind or necessarily not like a destination but we're not happy with where we're at physically um I think a lot of the time we need to normalize evaluating the people around us and our friends around us and like just start doing different things because I think so often when you're in the same place with people I've lived in Kansas my whole entire life And I am doing better mentally this past, I don't know, year. I mean, it's been tough, but like, I'm like conscious of my mental state now. And I, I have ups and downs, but like I have ups and that's, that's way better than it was in the past. (laughs) Um, and a lot of things that have changed have been me removing people from my life that didn't align with the picture going forward Mm -hmm. um, and like where I wanted to be at and it's not necessarily so often like I have to have this and I need to be here it's like what can I take away from my life that's going to align more with what I want to be and what I want to do and like doing more things I don't mean necessarily you have to like make yourself busier but like if you asked me to go on a walk a couple of years ago I would have been like uh no thank you (laughs) I politely decline I will sit here and watch One Tree Hill on Netflix for like the 30th time yeah Um, I totally agree with that because literally actually pretty much almost exactly a year ago is when I started this huge growth journey and I decided to remove people who were just so bad for me in my life and my perception of things around me completely changed when I took people who drain me more than like fill my cup out of my life and that sounds so it's been a whole year yeah that's insane I actually did notice I was cleaning out my phone the other day with all the pictures we met a year ago on September 12th oh my gosh we did isn't that so sweet that's like a full circle moment that's really cool it's so crazy that we met when we were both going through it and didn't know it. Like we had That's, no idea what a big piece of each other's life that we would be. Honestly. And it's just so crazy though, because I think that that stuff happens in life where you're just like drawn to somebody that was at the, the right time. God, creator, whatever you want to call it. That was yeah. that. That's so freaking cool. Yeah. No. And, it, and then, you know, when you cut out people who don't do those good things for you, you literally make room for people for good people to come into your life. And that's exactly what happened is I took those people out of my life and new people walked into my life that I would, or even past people that walked into my life and those connections got stronger. You know, it's, it's Mm -hmm. really cool what removing those bad things for you and it changes the way you see everything around you. 
have you noticed that there have been people once you start healing um and kind of getting rid of that idea of destination happiness um and like clearing the bad things out of your life have you noticed that there have been people from your past that have come back and tried to like yeah I don't know. i've had people reach out to me that are like from like high school past and they're like oh my gosh she seemed to be doing so well uh can we hang out and i'm like you did something really horrible to me <laughs> like i think not <laughs> you know like this person did something so horrible to me and i'm like what do you think we're doing like what's yeah. going on here i like where did you listening to something and they actually have a term for those kinds of people they're called energy vampires Mm. which is like kind of like out there you know it's a little far no, yeah no but <laughs> just a little <laughs> but they like they're known to like they notice when people are doing really well and they go and then they like try to take that energy for themselves I've had multiple people like that in my life so I'm like totally understand that yeah and I feel feel like no matter what point you're at in your life there's always going to be somebody who like wants the energy that you've got going on like even when you were low there is somebody that was lower that's like I can take this from them and not necessarily in like a mindset of like I'm gonna steal this from them but just like hey they're doing really well now and I think that this would be a good time for me to reach out to them because like what are they doing to be so successful or like to be so happy or to be themselves like they're showing up as themselves how can I do that and I don't think the intention is poor. I will say that. Like, I don't yeah. want to come off in like a bad way. Um, I'm so sorry. Megan, <laughs> how dare you interrupt this podcast? <laughs> sorry, keep going. Um, but I don't think their intention is poor. I don't think. Um, yeah, after you, the way you just described that, that energy vampire it sounded not fitting for that. It sounds well, so no, negative. no, no, I totally agree with that term I like that term and I think that it can be used accurately I just don't like putting myself on a pedestal ever and like thinking that I am like people are seeing me as like doing super well because I mean even if they I don't know I just don't want it to seem to like for it to seem like an ego thing it's more of like people that did you wrong and understand that they did you wrong are coming back now that they see you're happy and like just setting those boundaries of being like sorry but like no thank you oh and I'm done with that yeah I totally see where you're going with that now honestly the person that reached out to me I just didn't even respond yeah and yeah I have such a hard time with the whole oh I'm not I'm not even gonna open that up (laughs) we're keeping that in um no yeah being choosy with like who you decide to invest your time into that sounds so meh but like it truly is like a very important thing and I always say that you're you are a combination of your five closest friends and I definitely agree with that so choose your people wisely that used to be something where I was like fuck you I don't want to be like some of my friends (laughs) and if that's you listening to this that is your sign if you're not surrounding yourself with people who you want to be like actively have traits that you need and like then find some new friends and I will say in our friends episode I talked about this like friends was always something that was really hard for me like I can't it's probably the first time in my life that I've had five friends well like I didn't really experience like really awesome girlfriendships until I got to college my junior year I moved in with pretty much all my best friends and 
it's a great group of women and they I I that I think that was one of the happiest years of my life like also because it was college like whatever we were really free but they were they're just strong women strong driven um very considerate women and when I surrounded myself with them every single day I started noticing how like my heart and my mind was changing on topics and things and it's really amazing when you let really good people into your life and you give them a chance and you give them the time how they can transform you as a person you know catapult you forward so I think that's cool. Definitely to give people a chance, the right people the chance at least. Um, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, most definitely. I'm trying to, I know our conversation has been all over the place and I apologize, but I do think all of these things have to do with destination happiness because the one person that you're always going to have in your life is yourself. And unfortunately, you're not going to change just because you're in a new location or just because you put on a new outfit or just because you like went and got your nails done. Yeah. And, and granted, that- all those things might help momentarily, but like, the big picture is you need to make your head a nice place to be. Yeah. It's just you and your head for your whole entire life. That's just, just a crazy thought for me to like comprehend, you know, we're so mean to ourselves and I don't know, I had that heat. I mean, just what you just said when I moved to Texas, like everything changed around me, but my habits didn't change. So that trickles into other things why I didn't see things great when I first came here. So that's what the last week has actually been is changing my habits to make the area around me better since I don't think I have happiness here. Right and that's now. not a really easy thing to do. So I'm really happy. I'm proud. I'm proud of you for doing that because it's tough to shift yourself out of those situations. Like Thank it takes you. a lot of effort to pull yourself out of those things. It means a lot to me because it's been really hard, like breaking cycles that you have been so comfortable in, whether it's like how you do things or the way you think and stuff. That's mm-hmm. pretty much what I've been working on is how I go about my day, also what I'm thinking about. And mm-hmm. it, it's it been so hard. Like, I haven't been in a situation like this in a while, but the really cool thing about it is I know that when this time in my life is over, like, I can't wait to be like, okay, I came out of that with this skill, this skill, this skill, and time to move forward, you know? So, yeah. And I think so many people, like, for me, if you would have told me in the past that like my head was where I was going to be at forever and like to f- basically fix it, um, I wouldn't really know where to start. And I definitely don't want to be a podcast that, you know, gives you guys all of this information and then just like leaves you with our thoughts and not like some tangible actions to do yeah. with it. Um, but in reality, it's it can all start with one thing, um, just keeping that one promise to yourself uh, and having that, I think a good relationship starts with yourself mm-hmm. by being able to keep promises, um, uh, because we keep promises to people so often and we are the first to break promises with ourselves. I think and in reality easiest. it is, but in reality, it's the most important one to keep. Yeah. It's the most detrimental, like yeah. down the line for you, for sure. hundred mm-hmm. percent. And so if there's like something that you can do, each day, even if it's just to have a glass of water, like one glass of water every day, start with that habit. And then once that's a habit and it's just something that you do unconsciously, then add something else. Don't make it something that's like so overwhelming to where a weekend you're like, this is just too much. I'm not cut out for this like holistic health and wellness life. I can't do it. Like just make it one thing. And even if that one thing is limiting your time or like not scrolling or 
if you're on TikTok at night, like I know I am sometimes, um, when you're scrolling and the first time you have the thought that you're like, hey, I should go to bed, then put your phone down and yeah. just make that promise to yourself that whenever you acknowledge that you're on something way too much to just the first time that you say it to yourself yeah. and you set know, it down. I actually had this conversation with my brother that is so applicable to this. And he was, we were talking about like doing things that are good for us and why it's so hard. And he just got done reading a book and it was really profound when you are doing things that are good for you, that you need to do that are good for you, you have to stop listening to your your feelings in mm-hmm. the sense of like, yeah, I need to go to bed, but I, I'm so interested in this, in this video. Like I want to keep watching. Stop listening to your emotions. Do what's good for you. And whenever he put that in that term, I was like, holy crap. Like, yeah, you don't want to get out of bed certain mornings because I'm so comfortable. Like, stop listening to your emotions, like the way you feel, you know, about things. Mm-hmm. And and when he listen told to your me that, highest self versus your feelings yeah when he told me that I started realizing holy shit I do nothing but listen to my feelings <laughs> and well, that's when I was like ping time to change yeah yeah and I as astrology cancers like we are full we are balls of feelings that's feelers of the zodiac yes <laughs> um but we just feel everything and so like empathizing with ourselves is something that comes as second nature where with some people it's like not a thing that they can even do and I definitely think that's good advice I think that's like a really strong tangible way to go about things in the future um it's just a matter of knowing which feelings you don't have to shut off all your feelings oh yeah (laughs) I mean I'm good at I'm good at feeling everything and also like being cold-hearted and not feeling a single thing no Sydney you are so versatile in emotions it is crazy (laughs) (laughs) like you kind of have this like hard-ass persona but you're also like soft but then you're also like so calm I don't know man you're so versatile I totally (laughs) I totally dig it Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm a chameleon over here. Yeah. I don't know. It really is hard for me to like feel things fully. And I think that's just like from past traumas. Um, I used to feel everything so deeply. And I think at a certain point, I just like learned how to turn that off. And I'm like, honestly, trying to learn how to turn it back on. It's really tough. That is such an interesting, interesting perception on feeling like you got how hard has it been for you then to try it's been really hard it's like constant to where I have to feel be like oh my gosh I know it's okay to feel that yeah and I like will constantly have a conversation with myself in my head like oh it's okay to feel that like totally fine you're not in the wrong for feeling that yeah I I just feel like when you get when you get manipulated in any way shape or form we both know a lot about that yes um unfortunately but it just like makes you second guess things a lot and for me I'm such a person that trusts my gut and there was a point in time a certain period of time that I didn't trust my gut and like it almost like breaks my heart that I didn't trust myself yeah for that time that's such an interesting way that you described it so like the manipulation that we both faced um left us with different things like for you it turned off your emotions for me it makes me second guess all my emotions because mm-hmm. like I got gaslit and so I was like yeah. oh, fuck like this actually isn't the reality I'm living <laughs> and so now I'm like shit like is it still like that but it's not you know like it just yeah 
Yeah, no, totally. I relate to that. That's it's so weird how specific situations emotionally just completely affect people differently and it leaves them with something different, you know. Most definitely. My mom has always said that her boys are girls and her girls are boys in the way that like we are with our emotions. Like the girls in my family are some hard ass bitches. Like we can be cold when we need to. That's kind of cool to be surrounded by, I think, as a woman. I don't know. I feel like strong women are like that. Yeah, I think think so. I definitely agree with you. I struggle with like thinking that I'm strong because I know that I am and I know that the things that I've been through are like super hard. But at the same time, I don't love the term. I don't know. Like it makes the term feel like, yeah, it just makes me feel like I have done something out of the ordinary that took a lot of courage. But in reality, I was just surviving. And I was just doing the best that I could. I think that's really profound, actually. I completely agree with that. It almost like I've been called strong a lot in the past week. Like I told you, things have been pretty tough. And it just like doesn't. I appreciate the compliment. I do. Um, I have a really hard time accepting compliments a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I think I'm working on, just like feeling things again and being like, wow, it's okay to feel like proud of myself for that. Yeah. Um, But it just like doesn't like resonate with me the term strong like it I feel like there's almost like a feeling of pity behind it it's like wow you've had to go through all this stuff and you're strong and I know that that's not what it's like ever implied to me when it said Uh, that's how you interpret it yeah Yeah. and like I may be strong like this is my life and I'm just living it like I'm just taking it day by day I'm not doing anything that I don't think anybody in my shoes wouldn't do yeah and I think that it's easy to see it like that because you're the one that's walking the path you know and from outside sources it's I guess there are people in my life that have gone through really terrible things I think about and they stay resilient through it and I think of them as strong but you're right they were just surviving that's literally what we're all doing you know we're literally all just doing the best that we can with what we have at the moment and it's and sometimes that's more than others and that's literally like that's that's everything behind my clothing brand honestly that's it's just like sharing with people that we are all doing our best and sometimes that's not as much as other people can give and you shouldn't feel ashamed of that and we can't hold that against people with our growth and grudges episode like Mm -hmm. who am I to hold a grudge against you for doing your best at the time even if that really fucking hurt me yeah because you that was your best and that's all that you could do and if it wasn't your best and that's really unfortunate but I'm not I'm not the person to judge if that's your best or not oh yeah and that kind of goes along with one of the posts that we've made with like in order to be a hero in your own story you have to be okay with being a villain in other people's and it's like vice versa same thing with that Mm -hmm. you know so it's it correlates definitely for sure yeah most definitely Well, I guess like in conclusion, make your head a happy place to be. And it may be if it's not happy, just make it somewhere you enjoy, somewhere that you talk good to yourself. Um, I still really struggle with talking to myself in the mirror, but I'm going to get better about that. Hold me accountable. The people listening and Megan, please hold me accountable. Why is that a bad thing about talking to yourself? I think it has to do with me being able to accept compliments. Um, Um, Okay. Yeah. I'll keep it. Also just in general, it just makes me uncomfy. Yeah. And I also think um, another in another conclusion is if you aren't happy with where you're at right now, take a good look at 
the things that you're investing your time into the people, the habits, everything Mm -hmm. around you. Cause that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm in the middle of trying to change who I am as a person. It's been a hard road and it probably will be hard making those changes, but, um, it never stops being hard. It never. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's all life is really is just Mm -hmm. constantly realizing what's going on around you, being aware of it and making changes. And so, yeah, I will say though, I am planning a move and that move like could be seen as a destination happiness, but I want to tell people that are listening to this, like if you are in a bad situation or there's just like something about the place that you're at, I have pretty bad PTSD and Kansas City is not a good place for me to be with that. And I acknowledge that. And I know that being somewhere else won't make things better. Like I understand that like, I'm still going to have to continue therapy and I still have to keep pushing and I can't just like neglect all of the work that I'm doing as soon as I move. Um, but like there is such thing as moving for the right reason and like knowing that it's not going to change everything, but that it can be an integral piece of your mental health. I was just about to say not confusing destination happiness with moving out of a place that doesn't serve you purpose anymore. You know, there's, they're two completely different things. And I think with your move, it is also important to go somewhere that you like, you know, so it's, um, no, yeah, most definitely yeah, I'm not so going to move somewhere that is a shithole. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I totally support your move and I'm excited Thank for you. it. Um, yeah, it's going to be really good for you, dude. I think you're going to learn a lot of things. Um, I think the whole road trip, um, just all of it is going to be really good for me. And that, that destination happiness, like I, I thought about it like because so many people are like oh my god we're gonna go on a road trip and it's gonna be like all rainbows and butterflies and this is gonna be so fun and I am going on this road trip and granted this is not till next year but I guarantee you it'll be here before we know it and I'll be on the podcast being like oh my god Megan that was a whole year ago yeah Um, (laughs) but I'm going on this road trip full well knowing that there's gonna be some rough shit that comes up yeah well, you're and, gonna be spending a lot of time by yourself. Yeah, with my dog. You and Finn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's gonna be a lot of rough shit that comes up, and I'm welcoming it because I know I need to work through that, and I think that's only something that I can do when I'm by myself. And I'm so excited for it. Yeah, and honestly, Sydney, it's what I'm going through right now. I'm by myself, and I'm going through it, and it is, it's equally disheartening as well as enlightening. Yeah. So. I'm excited for both of us. I like being alone a lot more than you do though. So I think that that's like, yeah, I'm like still in my comfort zone, um, being alone, but I won't be at home and I love my space. So yeah, we'll Well, see. That's pretty much, I mean, that's pretty much what we've got on destination happiness. So yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we are always open to ideas about topics. If there's something that you've heard Megan or I talk about that you want us to elaborate on or you want to hear more about or you want to know more about yeah please send us a dm on instagram at the far out pod or you can message us um, at the link in our bio anonymously if you would like a topic spoken about and we take all of those into account all of your messages we read and we would love to put something out there for you and we will link all of those links in the bio so it's easier for you guys to find um and that is it for this week so thanks for tuning in guys no matter how far out you are you're You're welcome welcome here here. bye Bye, guys guys. dude that was solid (laughs) 